Welcome to episode 99 of All the Small Takes. We are back. Sports are back. They've been back, but um, they're like really back. Baseball is on my television as we sit here on this beautiful Thursday night in a rain delay. <laughs> of course, it, as only baseball can do. Um, but it still counts. I'm still happy. Um, Cooper, I know you're just as happy to have baseball back. John, I know you're just as happy to have sports back. Um, who of you is most excited to have baseball back? I think it might be Cooper. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm super excited to watch these people talk. That's what's going on on my TV right now because of rain, apparently. No, I am actually excited that people are excited about sports because I've been living in sports heaven for the past three weeks. So it's cool that you guys are going to finally get to experience that too because I've actually been watching EPL um, a ton of it. And that's been awesome. It's been a actually kind of nice little uh, distraction from all the stuff that's going on. So the fact that baseball is coming back for Jeff Manley is exactly, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Uh, John, you had, you were sharing field of dreams quotes in the chat earlier. I know you're ready. You're fired up. Very excited. A little disappointed that we're not playing all these games in a bubble in Iowa. I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, definitely to capitalize on that. Um, maybe Kevin Costner didn't want to go along with it or whatever. Uh, but to have James Earl Jones walk out from the corn and say, play the ball, that would have been amazing. That would have been great. Anyway, they, were su- they, were supposed to, they were supposed to play the Field of Dreams uh, like special uh, the this year. And the Cardinals? Or? The Yankees, maybe? I think you were on the White Sox. I don't know who the other team was. Yeah, um, because the, the White Sox, because the, the whole movie is about the Black Sox. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, um, yeah, maybe we'll get the stats department on that while we, uh, yeah. we keep talking. Um, yeah, so we are on the cusp of having a lot more sports back, too. We have the NBA coming up next week, NHL. I know we're all super pumped for uh, the NHL bubbles. I've seen a surprising lack of NHL bubble content compared to the NBA. I don't know why that is. Um, I don't see the NHL guys going fishing or shotgunning beers, but um, I just might, must not be on the right uh, Twitter feed. They're probably all with their families playing hockey or something. Or they're too busy creating new NHL teams with dope logos and intro videos. Names. Oh yeah, yeah. We so we like the Seattle Kraken. Love, it. just love. I think that. Oh, Villarreal just hired. Oh, what a great, great thing to happen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think I think the crack uh, the Kraken strikes a very good balance for me between super dumb expansion team name, a la I don't know, like the Timberwolves or the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't know. The Mighty and Ducks. Mighty the Ducks. Swamp Dragons. Swamp, uh, no, Swamp Dragons wasn't an expansion team. Uh, <laughs> it was a rebrand. Um, and like, and but they did all the, the branding and stuff well, so they didn't look like they were running around in like purple dinosaur outfits. Um, you know, like another ex- expansion team. Uh, so I, I, I thought they did a good job with it. That video was up there for me. Reminded me a lot of the uh, Iceland uh, soccer teams video that I sent oh, to you guys. Oh, so sweet! 
which was maybe one of the best sports <laughs> videos ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that's the Seattle Krakens video kind of reminded me of that. Gave some strong Iceland vibes. Yeah, like sea seafaring and yeah. like the ruggedness mm. of uh, which I that was my one gripe with the Seattle thing was like portraying the Seattle like Seattle and rugged don't really um, go together mm. in my mind. So I understand what they're trying to do. And I understand it's hockey, but that that was more like a uh, I don't know, not not what I associate with Seattle. But hey, maybe, maybe like that's what they're going for is a, a rebrand of the whole city. We call it Hockey Town USA. On uh, the topic of Iceland, have you guys seen uh, Eurovision: The Tale of Fire Saga? I haven't. That's the Will Ferrell movie, right? It's the Will Ferrell movie is is great, and the music <laughs> very catchy. Uh, it is far better than um, Holmes and Watson. Um, so the uh, Sherlock Holmes Will Ferrell movie that was that was awful. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, so so just to recap, sports are back, and we've covered um, <laughs> hockey expansion teams, Will Ferrell movies, and uh, a little bit of baseball. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to quite move on from the Will Ferrell movie yet. Like, I mean, it's one of the one of the best songs, and it is called "Yaya yeah, Ding Dong." And if you haven't heard it yet, you got to listen to it. Uh, you got to go on YouTube and look up "Yaya yeah, Ding Dong." Um, yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. That's the that's the good word of the week. That might be the title of the episode. There you go. Want to write that down? Put that in, uh, not even five minutes in creating content, making my job easy. Um, okay, no, let's talk. Uh, let's actually talk about some of the the sports that have already returned. We have soccer back, as Cooper mentioned, both EPL, European soccer, and then the MLS, which has <laughs> been completely disrespected in the national conversation um, yeah. and their bubble if uh, I've not seen any MLS bubble content but uh, they also play their games at like 9 in the morning or 11pm at night and uh, I think that makes it a little hard but let's first do a relegation update Cooper was super excited to give everyone an well, I'm not giving it I'm EPL ready for a relegation. John to give it Okay, yeah, this is John's okay. segment after all. Yes, yeah, so big update. We've reached the, um, we're almost to the end of the Premier League season. I think most teams have one game left to play. All teams, one game left, 11 o'clock well, I mean, a.m. Eastern Arsenal's time, Sunday. Boxing day? Two games. Arsenal's got two games left to play. Oh, sorry, uh, one league game, one actual game that matters. Arsenal is competing for the FA Cup, uh, the greatest of all uh, cups uh, in the world, in, in, the, in the world of soccer, because um, the Stanley Cup's pretty great too. Um, so very excited about that. Taking on our hated, um, I don't know, Chelsea's not really rivals, but they're in London and we hate them. So uh, playing them again, I think this is like the second time in the last four or five years we played them for the FA, in the FA Cup final. Um, pretty stoked about that. Uh, Manchester United just totally rolled over and couldn't get past them. So. Mm-hmm. Just very disappointing for... Do you guys still have... What's his face? The Scandinavian guy? Yuri Gunnar. Norwegian guy. Yeah, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, Scandinavia includes Norway, so... Yeah, okay. You're right. Let's be inclusive here, Cooper. All right. Can you give a table update? 
What's yeah, the, I noticed, I what's noticed the table you, looking yes, like? You skirted um, around that. It's very good. Uh, it's holding up well. I mean, this is... I built this... Structurally sound? Structurally sound. I built this table. Let me show you guys here. Uh, the wife and I built it before the little girl came. Um, I actually don't know how to flip my camera around. Uh, yeah, all right. So well, good thing it's a podcast. Show you that. Uh, very good. Honestly surprised. Nice looking table. Uh, it is a good table. I thought about... Now that I have my own... Um, uh, circular saw. I briefly contemplated taking it apart and cutting the boards to the right size, and then putting it back together the way it should have been. Um, then realized that was gonna be way too much work, and it's functioning well on the table right now. So that is the official table update. So we're good to go. So Thank you, saying, for the MLS. <laughs> so you're saying some of those boards might might have to be relegated? Is what I, what I'm hearing. Okay, so. Arsenal is still searching for its soul, um, <laughs> and we are—are are we currently tenth? Are we ninth? Current, right now? You're currently tenth. Currently tenth. Um, we had a really great weekend, uh, and then we lost to Aston Villa, which is just embarrassing. But, but there's a chance that Prince William paid us off to lose. That—that's there's a potential there. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that happened. Maybe Arsenal's a little bit corrupt. Uh, I mean, the guy who owns Arsenal is the guy who owns the LA Rams. So probably susceptible, probably needs some extra cash. Uh, if the Royal family happens to be shopping it around. Um, wouldn't put that past them. Uh, so yeah, um, we threw that game, dropped a bit in the table. Aston Villa moved up, so they're not in the relegation zone anymore. Very sad that the Canaries are going bye-bye again. Uh, for record, fifth, fifth time, Norwich City getting relegated. Love their uniforms and their color scheme. Um, and, yeah. I mean, if, if it's their fifth time, then they're resilient. They keep finding their way back. They are, yeah. The opposite of... Uh, gosh, who was that team that we were talking about last week? That guy, Sunderland. 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 <laughs> Just shooting through the floorboards of English soccer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the EPL, in all seriousness, is actually going to have a very exciting weekend because... There are, um, well, two really meaningful games for the top of the table. So, obviously, Liverpool clinched the league a long time ago. They had their uh, trophy presentation celebration this past um, Wednesday. Yes. Um, and But the top four and Europa League spots is still have to be decided. So, actually, uh, Man U did climb back into third. Uh, which took us a while to get there. We were 14 points off of that in January. Um, but they play a meaningful game against Leicester. Basically, the winner of that game will be in the Champions League, which has pretty big ramifications financially for the clubs. Um, and then, similarly, Wolves play Chelsea for kind of a similar kind of Europa Champions League battle. And then there are some relegation games going on as well. So I'm going to be, like, I think quadruple screening it on Sunday because all the games are played at once. And if Arsenal wins the FA Cup, they get a bid into Europe. Europa. So that is, in addition to getting a very meaningful trophy, it's also very meaningful in terms of staying in Europe. Um, uh, which is interesting, because the UK just left Europe. But... I was going to say, where, where do they go? <laughs> where, where is there left to go? Um, Cooper, where is that Man U Leicester game this weekend? It's at Leicester, but that doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, because there are no fans. Well, there's that yeah. Lester, there's that Lester magic. There's pe- pesky foxes. 
Yep. So it should be a really good game and a fun weekend for EPL soccer. MLS, on the other hand, do we is back apparently, and they keep is... trying to shove that down our throats with their tournament name. The MLS is back. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminding us. <laughs> I don't know, we're still here. Somehow that's not doing the trick from a branding standpoint. <laughs> no. I'd love to have been in the room when they were like, what should we call this? <laughs> MLS is back, done. We've got no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure two and a half hours left. Let's, yeah. let's just uh, call the meeting now. <laughs> um, yeah, MLS is, is flying under the radar, I think, to say the least. I don't even know. Maybe you guys can enlighten. Like, is this... And this is, speaks to the problem. Like, what is the format of this? Is there going to be a champion? Is this just yes. like... It How is. long is the group stage? So yes, the group stage is almost forever. over. The group stage is almost over. Um, actually, I think it might have finished up today, or it's either tomorrow. Um, but yeah, and then they'll start their knockout rounds. So the group stage, those games counted. It seems like forever. In actuality, it wasn't. It was still like two and a half weeks just like the world cup would be um so in terms of like tournament styles it's that format um and so the group stage we i mean we reviewed this before but those count for uh league points um and then the knockout rounds do not and those should begin i don't know exactly when but i also really don't care which is probably the so, biggest problem. I take it FC Cincinnati is not. No, the correction. Round. FC Cincinnati did make it to the knockout round Ayo. after getting trounced by Columbus Crew in the first game, four to nothing. Yep. When it really felt like the crew were taking it kind of easy. Um, FC Cincinnati won their next two games. They beat Atlanta United and then beat New York Red Bull. Um, Are those like two of the the well? Didn't Atlanta United win it? Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Red the Bowl Rebels are like one of the yeah, best teams. They are consistent. They're probably the best franchise in the East. And then they're both having very well. I just wasn't very impressed by New York whatsoever. Um, and Atlanta, I don't think they scored a single goal all tournament, uh, which is problematic. Can't win many games if you don't it's score goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did lose. They did lose their striker Joseph Martinez to an ACL injury back when the season actually started. Um, but that doesn't really excuse the fact that you can't score a single goal in three games. Um, so yeah, Atlanta has problems. But FC Cincinnati is through, and that's pretty much all I know about the MLS. Well, look at that, FC Cincinnati making some noise. Um, you have to. I don't know. I might update you. I might not. I don't really care. I mean, you just know the MLS has a problem when a lifelong soccer fan who like loves soccer clearly uh, knows probably more about baseball than he does about soccer. I think that might actually be true. I might know more about baseball than I do about the MLS. Yeah, this has just been awful. I don't really get what, but, what I mean, they were doing. They had to play the games at the hours they were playing them because of the heat. Yeah, because they decided to play the game in a like a swamp. Do you see that they dug in? And it's not like they're basketball where they play in an air conditioned arena. Yeah, yeah. I think they the were time, bullied into timing. going into Orlando based off television stuff, and they just yeah. never should have. Well, they're not exactly in a position to exert much leverage in uh, 
like getting themselves on TV. So no, I but I don't think those nine o'clock games in the morning are very popular. It's, something's got to fill those five <laughs> slots on ESPN Plus. Besides the reruns of uh, Get Up, and, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Championships. Well, MLS, good for you in your bubble. Um, it seems like they've mostly made it work, just from like a logistics standpoint. Except for the two teams who dropped out. Except for the two teams that dropped out. <laughs> 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 so you know what, MLS, we're just gonna. <laughs> Push that one aside. We're uh, we're looking towards the future. We have baseball back, so let's talk about baseball uh, back for the moment. And um, we have a tradition on the show of doing divisional previews, and Cooper has a tradition, well, more so in the postseason. But um, as he discussed earlier, Cooper's baseball knowledge is not deep, but it's accurate, and he's very good at predicting divisional and uh, and just winners. He's just a, a winner machine when it comes to baseball. John and I, not so much, but um, hey, it's a 60-game season. Anything can happen. Let's see if Cooper's uh, track record can hold up. It's just sometimes less is more. And if you spend so much time trying to think about the teams that are actually in uh, each division, you spend obviously less time thinking about each individual team's strengths and weaknesses. And I think that just works for me. So what you basically do is treat it like a game of word association. Yeah, which is actually kind of. not a not a bad way to, to pick because it's like if you the probably the first team that comes to mind because they're either good, they have good players, they spend a lot of money. Um, those are typically the things that you want in a in a winner. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of a foolproof strategy. I think you should try to uh, try to sell it. Uh, so let's start then. Let's start in the let's start in the National League because um, divisions are like. All, I mean, the divisions are intact, but teams are basically only playing division and then interleague within the same region. Uh, so, like, NL East plays AL East and so on. So, in the National League East, um, storylines, anything of interest? The uh, Phillies, John. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Year two of the Bryce Harper experience. Well, yeah, year two of the of the Bryce Harper of the reign of Bryce Harper because he's there for the long haul. Um, unless the Angels want to buy him, like they took Ian Kinsler or whoever, all, Josh Hamilton, all those awful contracts off other people. Um, but uh, I mean, the National League East, I think, is easily the most. Well, I think between the East and the, and the Central, those are the two most competitive divisions of baseball this year. Um, in terms of you have three or more teams that could legitimately win the division. Um, if things broke their way, especially in a shortened season where things are going to be even more random than they normally are. So the Phillies, the Mets, the Braves and the Nats all competing for that, that coveted division title and a shot into the playoffs. And then also finishing second and getting in the playoffs. And then also maybe finishing seventh <laughs> or eighth and getting into the playoffs. Um, it's just going to be a real barn burner of the season. Um, but I, I think, uh, I mean, the biggest storyline is can the Nats repeat? And that took a hard left turn, um, when they lost, uh, Juan Soto this morning, um, cause their lineup has a big hole if he's not in it after they got rid of, after they lost Rendon. I mean, they still got Howie Kendrick, but that's weird. And then 
We went from not Kari Kendrick. Kari Kendrick's position in the Nationals is now designated hitter, which is awful. And it's an affront to baseball. And it's an affront to the National League, which is the senior circuit. Um, if anyone should have been adopting anyone else's rules, the American League should have taken our rules. And this is garbage. And I think it's going to be a stay on the season. And you're going to have to have an asterisk on the season because of the DH. Um, not really. I don't, I don't really feel that strongly about it. I do think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Um, but at the same time, I don't really care all that much. Um, I'm excited for the Phillies. I don't know if our pitching staff's going to survive. We were talking beforehand, and I, I think um, that it's going to be way more likely that you're going to have a couple squads that just roll over the other ones. Um, but it is that everyone in the major leagues finishes plus or minus five games around 500. I think the national before I thought the Nationals had the potential to be that with their pitching staff because I just feel like. Starting pitching is going to play an outsized role in this um, uh, this shortened season. Now, it lo- now it looks like I don't, I don't know what the Braves spent a ridiculous amount of money, far more money than any team from the city of Atlanta has ever spent. I think on players, uh, so they're looking to win now. Phillies have done what they've, they've done. I hope we've done enough, but I've got faith. JT Real Muto probably wants to be paid. Um, whether or not he wants to be paid in Philadelphia is. Is another option, but I'm liking I'm liking our chances. I'll go ahead and pick the Phils to win, and then I'll pick the Braves and the Nats for the other two playoff spots that the NL East is gonna gonna claim. Um, so, oh yeah, I guess we need to think about that. Do we want to do? Are we gonna pick the now 16 team postseason format? That yeah. another classic baseball move they implemented. Six hours before the season started. Yeah, um, let's let's just stick to division winners because um, that's hard enough in a sixty-game season. Cooper, who do you like in the NL East? Sorry, I had to unmute my mic there. Um, I was just gonna kind of let you guys do your thing. <laughs> um, I mean, you can just give like a one word, like do your word association. Yeah, we'll do one word answer. Braves. <laughs> Except maybe, pro- I don't. Does there a name change needed there? I don't know. Anyways, That's, yeah. Oh, well, they oh. got rid of the the chop. The, the chop. Well, no, the, the words that said "chop" in the stadium, "chop on" or something, and there are no fans to do the chop of the game. They'll still I play guess. that stupid song. You know, Florida's the Seminole thing. The Florida yeah, State, the Chiefs. I have nothing players. but bad memories to that song. That's neither here nor there. Um, I will take the Mets in the National League East. Yes, um, Mets, Mets, Mets. Yeah, I think Gosh. short season, starting pitching being important, as John mentioned. Um, they've got the the horses to, I think, and like you can find ways to maybe, especially if it is, and this is one of the divisions where I don't think there's going to be a runaway winner. I think that's much more likely in a division like the NL West with the Dodgers, the ALS with the Astros. This division, I think, is going to be one where you have three, maybe four teams all within a few games of each other not near the end. And why not the Mets? They can shorten their pitching staff. Um, I don't know much about them offensively. I know Robinson Cano is now a Met. They do have... Um, they've got some power. Who's the... the uh, Got to hit all the home runs last year. Um, this is so bad. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Pete Alonzo. 
um, set the rookie home run record last year. He hit, I think he hit over 50. Anyway, Matt's uh, lock it in. Let's do the AL East. Um, Cooper, one word. Yankees. It's got like two. I mean, it's not the Red Sox. It's definitely not the Red Sox. I know enough about baseball to know that the Red no, Sox are not, not going Sox. to win. No, are you right. sure it's not the Orioles? And are you sure I didn't, it's not the Blue Jays? Wasn't even sure the Orioles, Orioles were a baseball team. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I think the Yankees by default. Well, I guess you, you, have the, you have choices then between the Rays and the Yankees. Um, <laughs> yeah, because are the Blue Jays even baseball. playing? Uh, if someone will let them like open, the, <laughs> open up the doors and let they're them gonna play. Go, they're going to go play at a minor league stadium in Hartford. They've said that they don't want to do that. The same thing with Buffalo. Like That was the original idea. It's where their uh, AAA affiliate is. But they want my, And I don't blame them. They want a major league facility. The city of Pittsburgh or like the, the Pirates organization was all about it. The city was not supportive. Um yeah, I'm seeing Camden Yards is now like the next, uh, the next candidate. Yeah, man. Why not go to Baltimore? Maybe they could play in Iowa. That's there you go. You got a uh, buddy. That kind of hurts the whole like travel, uh, trying to play within your own part of the country thing. Um, okay, um, John. Ailey's. Uh Yeah, I don't know how you don't take the Yankees every year, except when another team looks really, really good, and um, there's not another team that looks really, really good to me, so I'm just going to take the Yankees. They've got Garrett Cole, they've got Judge, they've got Hicks, they've got... Let me go Let me go down their lineup. Let's just read the lineup out. <laughs> um, Giancarlo Stanton, who apparently lost weight, uh, which I guess is a good thing for a baseball player to do. I have no idea who their first, second, or third baseman were tonight, um, to be honest. Their names just seem very bizarre and strange to me. But other than that, uh, let's just take the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. It, unfortunately, the, you were spot on Cooper in your assessment of the Red Sox. And, it, and the news got even bleaker today with um, so Eddie Rodriguez, who's going to be our opening day number one starter um, had the coronavirus. And then today they just announced that he is done for the season with complications and nothing, they didn't uh, elaborate. So um, our starting pitching is a mess. It is a complete mess and it is not the Red Sox year. Mookie Betts is not resigning in Boston um, as uh, some Red Sox fans that I follow on Twitter were like clinging on to that hope. That just never that has never happened in the history of free agent like rentals. Never once has it like like every time it happens, someone's like, "Oh well, um, you know, maybe they'll just come back." And this is like, no, it's never happened. Didn't happen with John Lester in the Red Sox. Didn't happen with Mookie Betts. It's never happened, and uh, it just hurts to lose the best homegrown player of my lifetime. Second player in the league and major league baseball too. So yeah, I'll take the Yankees too. Um, the Rays are kind of a sexy pick for some people. I hope the Rays, um, in their gimmicky like uh, bullpen game, like their opener. I think that I hope that gets shredded this year. Uh, NL Central, Cooper, your division. Uh, the Reds. The Reds. And it's I gotta pick the Reds because There's a lot of hype around the Reds. And we've talked about this before. Like you, it's something. Cincinnati is such a baseball town, and 
it's something that you just like feel. It's really weird and it's hard to explain. And as maybe bad as the Reds have been uh, in recent history, it's just like the, the hype that people have in Cincinnati for the Reds uh, is very real and you know when they're going to actually be good. Um, and people in Cincinnati are very excited about them. So uh, it's the first time that's really probably been the case in the past, well, I guess probably since 2012. Um, Sounds dusty. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll pick the Reds. I'll go with it. John, what do you think? Um, I was thinking about, like, I don't think the Reds, I mean, like, the Reds haven't exactly been competitive, but they haven't been awful, like the Orioles were, or like how the Marlins No, they haven't bottomed out. And they didn't bottom out. And, like, they were, like, they had some good stretches, too. Like, I um, Anyway, um, yeah, there's not a lot to choose from because the Cubs are in complete disarray. You don't really want to go to the Pirates because beyond Trevor Williams, I have no idea who's on the Pirates. Um, and then you, you just kind of go down the list. And you're like, well, maybe the Cardinals, you know? And then I'm like, no, the Cardinals are awful. Who would ever pick the Cardinals? <laughs> They're just straight garbage. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just move on. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, could, I could get behind the Reds. Uh um, so it's like, why not? Uh, maybe they'll win. That'd be nice. You know, maybe you can see more of whatever their mascot's name is. It's not Mr. Red, like Mr. Matt. Um, what is his name? Let's get the stats department on that one. Yeah. Um, is his name Mr. Great American or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Skyline. Mr. Skyline. I had to rethink it. Well, cause it is Mr. Red. And I was really confused oh. when you said it wasn't. And I was like, Wait, am I wrong? Well, look at that. Okay, All right, Mr. Red, just like Mr. Matt. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's also uh, the most recent Major League Baseball game I've seen was, uh, was a Reds game. So, yeah. I think we're going to lay the small takes curse on the Reds. Um, Sorry, I think you also have a Mr. Red Legs. Anyways, we're just getting way too confusing now. Keep going. Red legs. Not to be confused with the Red Stockings. The former Red Sox. Yeah. To, to, whatever. Keep going. Mascots would be an interesting way to pick uh, baseball winners, too. Kind of like what we did in March Madness. Wasn't that, wasn't that a, a... That a was, philosophy? unfortunately, a time that, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Reds starting pitching is ridiculous, though. Um, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer... Wade Miley, um, who's a Red Sox cast off, but he's—I mean, if he's your fourth well, pitcher, that's all not. These guys are cast offs. No, Castillo yeah, is like a cast, a a cast off from the Yankees. Trevor Bauer is a cast off from the Indians. Okay, sure, yes. Um, Castillo, the reason the Reds look so good, good is because they've got everyone else's scraps, and they paid them a lot of money, and they got rid of uh, what's his face—the guy who used to be on the Dodgers. Um, Yasiel Puig. Uh, yeah, they got rid of Yasiel Puig. And so everyone's like, wow, they've got like 20 names that I recognize. They're probably <laughs> going to win a lot of games this year. And it's like, well. Maybe. They do, actually. That's, it's like a, that's a good point. They have like a very recognizable roster. Mike Moustakis, Nick yeah. uh, Castellanos. Like, these are all guys like, oh, I remember him. I remember him. Oh, Pedro Strope, he pitched for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I like the Reds, but that division is going to be another fun one, I think. 
Uh, AL Central. Let's do the rest of these pretty quick. Um, American League Central. The Indians, I think, is going to be my pick. Um, I guess the Yeah, the Cleveland you, baseball team was going to be my pick as well. Yeah. Uh, apologies. Um, okay, so we're all, we're all on the Cleveland... What was their name before? Wasn't it the... the um, the Spiders? Uh, there was a team called the Cleveland Spiders, but they're not. They were the Cleveland Spiders. I thought there was a separate no. baseball team. Uh, is that not like the... Do they not stay in... Oh, uh, yeah, There's not like continuity from them the way there is like the Red Stockings, like, the Red Sox. That's or right. like the Senators and the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, they could be the Spiders. They'd, could be cool, I guess, unless you're like a huge, you have a huge phobia of spiders. Uh, I think, I don't think it fits at all. I think they should be like the Flaming Lakes or, you know, the, <laughs> the Swing States or something like that. You know, there's some stuff you can get, go with closer to home. Um, <laughs> uh, the city of Cleveland doesn't like us very much. I think it'd be like carp, you know, what a- Asian carp or whatever. Go like the Kraken route. Um, that's yeah, well, we'll we'll table that one. Um, so we all are we all on the Indians? Um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to take the Tigers, but then there's there's no, no Tigers problem. are going to be bad. Yeah, they're going to about a team that's bottoming out. Talk about, talk about garbage. <laughs> Cooper, wait, what? I already picked them. Oh, you, already picked them. Uh, you did? Okay. The Tigers, yeah. John, last year went 47 and 114. Yeah, I know. They're, they didn't even win <laughs> <And> 60 games. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't think they, they got appreciably better in the offseason. I, I wouldn't put my money on the Tigers. Uh, so, we have the two Western divisions left. AL West, is anyone not picking the Houston trash cans? Um, yeah, I'll not pick them on principle. Um, give me a second to think of another team that's in the AL West. Uh, that's where I'm picking the Astros. Right, the Mariners. They're they're all right. Um, the Mariners would be a fun one. That would be a really fun one, actually. Like a fun, uh, short season team that I could see making a run here. They haven't had success in a long time. Um, does Jeff just sound weird to me, or was that you too, Cooper? Yeah, no, that was me. I had like a mini panic attack that something was wrong with my computer. Oh, no. Is it you sound now? fine now. I don't know you what happened. Now. You turned into an alien for like just 30 seconds. Uh, I'm about the Mariners. The Russians. Because, the Russians, maybe. Uh, in part because I think with the Krakens breathing down their necks, um, they're going to have to step it up as the only... Well, I guess I uh, get the Sounders, but I don't really count. Um, as as the new new major uh, major sports team there, so maybe they'll step up. Also, the Mariner is like the direct enemy of the Kraken, right? You know, kind of. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that is mm, that where, is problematic. Yeah. Where does the Seahawk fit in to all this? Oh, I forgot about the Seahawk. Yeah. I know. I, was, I, was, I thought you were just. I thought it was a Pete Carroll like slight. You should just run. With that. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll cut that out. It's like just put like a dog barking in there or something. <laughs> um, okay, and then the NL West is anyone not taking the Dodgers? 
The Diamondbacks play in one of these divisions. I can't remember which one. National League. Yeah. Yeah, they've got they've got Bumgarner now, right? He can still no. throw a ball. Oh yeah, you're right. They do have Bumgarner. Wait, timeout. Is that Johnny Cueto? Is Johnny, is Johnny Cueto, Cueto. Pitching? Yeah, for yeah, the, the opening day starter for the Giants, bud. Wow, shocking. And the Giants also picked up Gabe Kapler. It's still and, crazy to me and, that he only uh, buttons up like three buttons on his shirt. Don't really understand Evan why. Evan Longoria plays third base for the Giants now. Evan Longoria still? Dude, why is he the one that you're more surprised about than Johnny Cueto? Johnny Cueto's been around way longer than Evan Longoria. Really? I feel like he hasn't. I feel like Evan Longoria has just been around. I mean, Evan Longoria played in the 2008 race. I know that. Um, I don't think Dude. I heard of Johnny Cueto until like the, t- the 2012 Reds. Johnny Cueto pitches with his back. I know you're right. Johnny Cueto 2008. Man, put in my mouth. I would have not guessed they had been around about the same time. Yeah. I guess Johnny Cueto has been more places. He's won more. It's just shocking to me that he actually has a spine still. The way that dude pitches just does not look comfortable at all. Like the fact that his literally that his back just doesn't like get thrown out every single time he throws a pitch, it's just shocking to me. Well, now he's in San Francisco paying homage to the great Tim Lincecum, the king of uncomfortable deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, dropped off the face of the earth, Tim Lincecum. What was that twenty? No, to be clear, I'm picking the Dodgers. Picking the Dodgers has been wildly successful for me <laughs> until the World <laughs> Series. Until the World Series, so I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> Until it matters. Yeah, um, their their lineup is stupid good. We were talking I'm about this. I'm gonna take the Diamondbacks on principle, just on principle. Okay. The Dodgers are scum. The Dodgers and the Giants are scum. They never should have left the East Coast. Throw <laughs> the Athletics in there too. John's West Coast bias just continues on un- uninhibited. They should have just gotten their own teams. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. All right, do we want to call an audible and go to college football? Unless we have some, we're dying to talk about the NBA bubble. Not enough people are talking about it. <laughs> we're gonna ask closure. a lot of NBA to talk about next week. I have literally yeah. nothing to nothing to add to the NBA bubble because I didn't know anything that you guys were talking about. Perfect. I, I, st- I still have not seen Ben Simmons <laughs> fish anywhere. Um, Just don't look it up. Don't go on the internet. Right. You're better off living in ignorant bliss. He's been shooting threes in practice oh, and scrimmages. Dude, he's going to shoot threes in these games. There are no <laughs> fans. Point guard anymore. Oh. Well, well yeah. Finally fixed ourselves. Also, Joel Embiid is apparently in the best shape of his life. <laughs> okay. That's what I can't wait to see. We're going to wait. Like, we're going to see players who are just mental midgets because, like, they're going to be able to, like, all of a sudden shoot, like, 40% from three when they can't do that in an actual arena. We're also going to see the people that have actually... Like the, the Rockets out. in like a, a, a crucial game are just going to like actually perform well. Yeah, they're not going to go 0 for 27. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can come back to the NBA in a future podcast. That's going to be the... That's the league that has the most likelihood of actually finishing this, this thing out. Um, and it's the one that is... Um, going to be the most fun, I think, over the next two months. So let's do our college football preview. Um, speaking of uh, things that are likely or not likely to happen, we have decided collectively 
we are just going to will college football into existence the only way we know how, which is by doing our preseason conference superlatives for the third year running? Just third or fourth? Third year. Yeah. Third. We've been third. doing the podcast since 2017. Um, and if that doesn't work, then we will just find a copy of NCAA 14 and sim it. Because we need college football. <laughs> Yes. We'll have to we'll have to fork over like uh, hundreds of dollars <laughs> to get a copy of that gotta, game. You've got to buy an old game system too to play it because it's not backwards compatible on any of the new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't believe I sold my copy. That's an insane pitch. Who is this ginger scarecrow guy? Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> he's so good. He also looks so bizarre. He's twenty-two. Holy crap! What is his name? Um, I know my my TV is frozen because I have sling. Uh, but Dustin May, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, all right, John, you're uh, you were in charge of the ACC conference superlatives. So all right, so I have um, I have some to deliver to you. So uh, I'll read off the list. Do you, do you want them one by one, or do you want to do you want to get all of them so you can get a picture in your mind, and then we'll go back through them. Let's go one by one. Okay. I'm going to save the best one for last. We'll start with this one. Coach most likely to be successful in 15 years, which is also the Dabo Sweeney Memorial Breaking Through uh, Award. So, Mac Brown, done. Mac Brown, locking it in. <laughs> okay, so it's the coach most successful, most likely to be successful in 15 years? In 15 years, because it took it took Dabo Sweeney 15 years to win a BCS bowl game, I believe, or, or something, <laughs> something similar to that. Sounds a good one. That's I'm gonna have a hard time topping. That <laughs> uh, my serious pick would be Jeff Halfley, just because I am going to root for him in Boston College because I thought uh, oh, yeah. he did an awesome job as a defensive coordinator at Ohio State. So that's going to be my serious pick. Um, I mean, that would be awesome. If Mac Brown still coaching in 15 years, that'd be fantastic. But It'd be legendary. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. Those would be my guys. Um, Scott Satterfield, I think, is another one that is a valid answer. The way he turned around Louisville from the the, the Bobby Petrino experience <laughs> in one year, going from a team that like literally quit on Bobby Petrino to they were bowl eligible and they won their bowl game last year, didn't they? Didn't they beat someone actually good in a bowl game? They were pretty um, good last year. Like they, 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 they definitely made it all game. By, uh, by Clemson, but um, people dumped on us for like having a somewhat hard time with them week one. It's like, oh, Louisville two and ten last year, Notre Dame classic, and then they ended up actually being a really good team. Um, they beat <laughs> John. I can't believe you don't know this. They beat Mississippi <laughs> State in the Music City oh, Bowl so, last oh, year. I don't, do, you, do you think? And I care for my siblings, and I care because I, I do want to see what Mike Leach does, but not not that much. I mean, yeah, I don't think Mississippi State had a, had a coach at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Scott Satterfield, um, I think he actually is is going places. Has Louisville going places? He's my my pick. Have we have we given up on the Virginia Tech head coach? Is he just like Bud him? Foster? No, not Bud Foster. Or, oh no, he was the defensive. Yeah. 
um, who is the Virginia Tech head coach. I can't remember his name, but he's the guy they hired away from Memphis, I think. Justin Fuente. Um, Fuente. I don't know. Is that your pick? Well, no. I just I, I thought he might be uh, might be one of the guys. The guys when I when I came up with this, the guys I thought of were uh, Jeff Halfley and Justin Fuente. Um, I didn't really think of Scott Satterfield. Didn't think of uh, whoever the head, uh, Dino Babers. I think was the head coach at Syracuse. Uh, but you know, they, they just, it doesn't seem like they've got a particularly deep bench right now. There seem to be a couple of good guys because. Like we talked about beforehand, the ACC is not interesting right now. It might be interesting 15 years from now if all these guys are still coaching. But right now, it's a pretty garbage conference. Um, uh, all right. So uh, I also thought the Wake Forest head coach potential. I don't know how old he is. I get the feeling he's very, very old. Maybe it's because I see the Demon Deacon every time we play them, and I just get them confused. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my, my pick would have been Jeff Halfley. Um, Wake right, Forest uh, head coach is uh, Dave Clawson, and he is middle-aged. And them losing Jamie Newman is going to be tough. Oh, yeah, he transferred. Yeah. Lost, yeah, they, but they've lost their quarterback every year. Like, he's on his third, I think third straight year training a new starting quarterback. Um, so, I don't... I mean, it's Wake Forest football. Uh, and on that topic, our next superlative is the most relevant team outside of the Carolinas. Ooh, I need a map. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is just, that question tells you all you need to know about the ACC. It means no Duke, no Wake Forest, no NC State, no Clemson. Exactly. Uh, no UNC. UNC, no UNC. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's all five. That's the whole conference. <laughs> you can, be... I take, can I say Louisville again? You can say Louisville again. Um, I just stay on Louisville. I think they actually are like, I mean, their their trajectory is headed in the right direction, and they're about as. Uh, I can't talk myself into any of these other teams. Certainly not like standing for um, Florida State. I think I'm going to go with Virginia. Ooh, that's right? Does Bronco, Bronco. Mendenhall still coach there? Yeah, they won their side. They're they won their like, side of the conference last year. Yeah, <laughs> and they're also they always like kind of like play a good team close at least once a season. So I'll go with Virginia. Yeah, the, exactly. That, that was the, the the birth of the surrender Cobra fan after the Will Fuller touchdown. The the kid from the Virginia student section just like draped over the <laughs> uh, <laughs> the railing. Anyway, I'm this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, Maybe. That's a, good, that's a good pick. Okay. Um, anything else to add to that, Jeff? No, I, uh, I'm sticking with Louisville. Okay. All right. Um, team most likely to be hyped, a la Syracuse. Um, <laughs> I feel like every year the Syracuse Clemson game is like, oh, Syracuse could knock them out. Or, hey, Syracuse is a top 20, a top, 20 top 15 team this year. And then they just totally, totally, totally dump out. Um, my nominee here is going to be Miami. Um, is I don't think there's a lot of uh, grounds. I think they're they're turning into like Texas, where it's like, hey, is Miami back yet? Um, and I'm pretty sure they're not because there's this hodgepodge team cobbled together by that 
traitor Manny Diaz, um, who ditched Temple when they needed him. But Temple's better off anyway. I feel like this happens to every ACC team, though. We always think they're going to give someone a game, and then they just never turn out to be good. Like, you, like NC State is this every single year. They're always overhyped. Always. They always have the best defensive line in the country. Like, year in and year out. They always, like, <laughs> just, and their quarterback is, you know, always underrated. Um, I don't know if they're going to fall into that category this year, but I feel like NC State's kind of just that team year in and year out of the ACC. I feel like Virginia Tech falls into this category too, just because there's still this like um, aura around going to play in Blacksburg, and like it. I think like teams, there's still like a perception that's a tough place to play, and I don't know that it actually. I mean, it's it's a decently tough environment, but. Um, I would I would consider them to be overhyped at this point. Miami, though, I did want to mention um, they do have the transfer quarterback from Houston, um, Derek King. King, right? Didn't, yeah. So, do we actually know if he's like good? Um, like, is he going to be like uh, he, Kellen? He's Mata, probably going to beat out be Tate like Martell. That wouldn't be the first time someone's beaten out Tate Martell. It's a name from the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think Miami is a good one. UNC is going to have a lot to prove this year, too. Yeah. And like whether or not they can actually follow up on what they did last year isn't necessarily, it's not, it's for sure not a given. Um, and so I. Uh, they are definitely hyped right now, and I'm not exactly sure if that's founded. Their quarterback, I guess, is good. Damn, They're recruiting yeah. really well, but that's not going to help them, you know, this season. They're, so. they're supposed to start the season, do you guys know where? Uh, at UCF. And I think we're, we're probably going to get deprived of that, um, unfortunately. But that, that would be like an awesome measuring stick game. Um, for them going to play at UCF. All right. Um, and on the last set of our superlatives, um, so this one's actually, it's two, but it's one category. Um, it's the, so traditionally, the thing you associate with the ACC is probably citrus because they play in the Orange Bowl. That's probably the, the food item or the, uh, I don't know, um, kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of a word here, industry or something like that, um, that, that you associate most with the ACC. However, I think actually they've had a hard pivot this year. You guys know what the name, what the Belk Bowl is now called? The Belk Bowl? Okay, so Cooper's thinking about it. I'm going to give you a hint. The Wake Forest Notre Dame game was also given a name this year. Um. Uh, no, I no. don't remember. Okay. I remember Wake hearing Force, it once and thinking it was outrageous. The Wake Forest Notre Dame game is now the Duke's Mayo Classic, and the Dunk Bowl is now the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So I think actually uh, what, what the, AC, the ACC is taking a hard pivot away from citrus fruits and is actually becoming a Mayo Conference, um, which is disgusting. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the mm, last loves the yeah. citrus team and the most Mayo team. <laughs> That's the... That's, those are the superlatives. Most citrus and most mayo. 
I feel like it's wa- it's smart of the ACC to get on the Mayo corner before like the Big Twelve can do it because Mayo or like Big Ten actually more so. It's such a like decidedly Midwestern uh, thing. So most Mayo team and most Citrus team, most Mayo team. I'm gonna go with Georgia Tech. Um, color scheme is just kind of like doesn't really do a whole lot for you. Um, that program. I think they're still running like their option offense, which is like so vanilla <laughs> and bland and uninventive. Um, I just associate that with Mayo. Cooper, I, I'm, I'm going to think on my citrus one. Do you have? <laughs> I was not prepared for the superlative no, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, we should have should should prepared more. Well, we, should, we should let everyone know this, that John did. So, like This is completely sight unseen for us doing these superlatives. So... This is live TV. Most <laughs> uh, citrus team. I mean, like, a Florida team is kind of obvious, but I don't want to pick Miami. I don't want to pick Florida State. Oh, it's the orange. Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. Sure. What's your rationale for that? <laughs> they're the orange. <laughs> That's the, they're the, the orange man. Um. Yeah, let's go with that. Was that like a setup question? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Duke is my Mayo team just because we haven't thought of them yet. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's probably a good sign that they're a good Mayo team. Um, I didn't even, I literally was thinking ACC football. We've been talking about for the past 10 minutes, and I just, it just occurred to me that Duke actually does play football in that conference. Um, so we'll go with them. As far as the Citrus team, it's to me. It's when I think of Citrus, I'm thinking like the best of the conference, and it's Clemson. We were talking about this before. Like they're the most healthy of the teams, like most healthy of the programs. Um, it's really, um, I mean, it's impressive, but it's also kind of annoying as an outsider how far and above they are um, from the rest of the conference. Um, and I don't really see that. I mean, North Carolina can try all they want, but I just don't see the gap closing. Um, between Clemson and the rest of the conference. Yeah, I think North Carolina is going to have to invent a lot of fake classes to close that gap. Um, and they just might not be able to do it. You never know. Um, maybe maybe there'll be a new ma- new major in Mayo production. But, uh, yeah. Mayo I think Clemson, de- Clemson definitely be the citrus of the of the conference. And uh, I, I was between UNC and Duke for, for the Mayo of the conference. All right, that, that was ACC superlatives. So okay. just to be clear, you meant that as like a best and a worst type thing? Uh, maybe uh, best. Uh, Word was definitely best, and mayo was more amorphous. Um, I, <laughs> I, I dislike mayonnaise in just untold ways. Uh, it's, a, it's a horrific thing. Um, so, and, and UNC still needs to be punished. They, they should not have any athletic programs. <laughs> I mean, if Notre Dame's 2012 and 13 seasons did by NCA record books didn't happen, then we need to levy some sort of punishment against North Carolina. Yeah. It's the actually, it's great. The North Carolina thing is very similar to the Man City thing that just happened a couple weeks ago. We know they both cheated, and we know they both did something horrendously wrong. But for whatever reason, we can't punish them. Uh, it's very annoying. The hilarious thing is, though, Man City won. 
UNC. That's football. true. Yeah. Never that good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. They they win a national title in basketball? They did. They won. They did. Yeah. 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 Then, 2009 they, and uh, 2017. Then they got Chris Jenkins, lest we not forget. Chris Jenkins in 2016. And then Villanova gutted the Wolverines in 2018. One of the most glorious uh, national championship <laughs> games ever. Um, okay. On that note, uh, those are some great superlatives, John. I think we're just going to keep doing this each week um, until someone tells us the college football isn't happening, and then we're going to, like we said, we're going to go get NCAA 14 and um, simulate it because well, we need college football. On, on that on that line, you can bet on week one of the NFL season. You cannot bet on college football. They took that off. They took that <laughs> off the books. So. Not a good sign. Well, we'll be here when it's ready. Um, waiting. Let's finish up with the waste of data. Does anyone have a waste of data they're itching to get off their chest? Uh, you know, it's something that I, occurs every single week on this podcast. You would think I would be way more prepared for it than I ever am. It speaks more to me than I think. Uh, of anyone else but yeah my waste of data um not so much a waste of data i did just think it was actually kind of funny was um we were talking about this before the show i hope might have been beginning of the show was that nuggets lineup where they started pretty much <laughs> i think every guy was six seven or higher Millsat was the smallest guy in the court which was six seven um they listed uh Jokic as a guard which is funny but daryl morey's uh tweet uh to it was of it was just a picture, which I know is going really well over a podcast, but it was of like a giant being tied down by a bunch of small people, um, given that his uh, his affection for uh, his small ball lineups. I thought that was uh, a good little retort. It was Jack Black from that, that one movie. It's, it's called Gulliver, Gulliver's Travels. Yes. And yeah. little, I think the little pud- Pudlians. Or yep. Something, or... yep. That's right. Yeah. Based on the book. Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> oh, oh, that <laughs> guy just fouled a ball off his back. That, that was funny. Um, anyway, uh, oh, my, my waste of data is all these conferences going. We're going to have conference football. Uh, we're not going to play any out-of-conference teams, and that's going to solve all of our problems. Um, it's entirely disingenuous and rather idiotic. Um, and as like a corollary to that, it's the people suggesting that college football go into like a, a bubble. And it's like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, yeah, just do what the NBA did. Uh, just go to your conference championship sites and, you know, put, put all the kids in a bubble and they can play nine games for you that you can watch. And it's like, why? They're, they're student athletes. You know, if, if it's not safe for them to play college football on their campus, maybe they should just be at home learning, uh, you know, or training or doing whatever on earth they want to do. Um, they're not professionals. They're not getting paid to do this. Um, it's insane to just you know, segregate a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds for your, your own athletic enjoyment as much as I love watching college football and will miss it if it doesn't happen this year. Um, my waste of data is going to be the Washington football team um, not actually picking a, a team name. Um, so 
all in agreement the team name needed to change. Glad the team name is changing from its former name to something new. But um, keeping, like, you can even keep the same color scheme. That's fine. But, like, it, I think on, like, a more, like, on a not-so-serious note, it's just silly. Like, have a team name that's, like, I don't know, just dumb. But also on, like, a more serious note, I think it's going to make it harder to distance themselves from that old name and the people who still feel um, that that, like, was okay. I think it's going to, like, let that linger in a way that they could have avoided by just, like... Like, these people who work at marketing and, like, the higher-ups at, at, like, the football team, what else do you have to do right now other than, like, figure out a team name? It's not that hard. Um, I just think it was silly for them to, like, punt on it, essentially. All right, workshop, what are their names? Which we name them. <laughs> Did you see that there's a, a lawyer that, like, has trademarks to yes. all the close yes. associations, like Red Hawks, um, <laughs> like, pretty much anything they could pick, but, like, figure it out. Um, Senators is a good one, John. I like that. Um, yeah, that's baseball team. But yeah, but that's an homage. It's a like keeps it in the city and like the history of sports in Washington. Washington Football Club. We'll just WFA. go with a very yeah, a very. <laughs> um, I mean, they could be the presidents if they wanted to. They could be. I don't like monuments. I saw that. I think monuments is dumb. Uh, um. um. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't work in. I don't work in marketing for the Washington football team. So <laughs> you're not doing this for free. <laughs> no. If they want to um, contract this work out, then like gladly I will sit in a room and whiteboard some ideas. But <laughs> um, no, Washington football team, I just I don't think that's like it's just gonna be so weird too, like watching like I don't know. Like, what's, what does it look like on the ticker? It's going to say it football says team. <laughs> W-A-S-H. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Red Hawks, Red Hawks could be cool. I'm looking at that article right now. I don't like like any, any good marketer. Red Tails. Okay. Mm. I guess. But then you're probably like, to my point, you, might, you probably want to do something that's more disassociated with the the Redskin yeah. name, so they need to go. They need to go esoteric. They need to go old. They need to go back into like the eighteen hundreds and pick pick a name out of there. Um, they, they need to not pick a <laughs> red stockings. Red stockings. I don't know. Um, That's a callback. The Unionists. They can do that. I mean, that uh, wouldn't really work because of the Philadelphia Union and other people already have trademarks and things like that. But. Uh, you do a lot of things. The Constitutionalists, the Federalists, <laughs> the Hamiltons. Uh, Alright, well, I think we've given ample ideas. Um, so, <laughs> just figure it out. Just figure it out. It's working out. <laughs> Have a team name by the time we hopefully play professional football in September. Um, that's the show. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 99 of All the Small Takes. When we come back next, we'll be episode 100. Um, we'll have to cook up something special for that, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening through 99 of these. Uh, we'll be back soon, and until then, 